0: Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, March 5th. In today's news, the populist contagion infects Italy. The Senate is about to scale back Dodd-Frank. And Barack Obama's chief of staff blames Mitch McConnell for the failure to more aggressively respond to Russia. But first, the big idea. Democratic committees are divided over playing in primaries. The first primaries of 2018 are on Tuesday in Texas. They could set the tune for six months of Democratic infighting. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee has been taking fire from the left since publishing opposition research on Laura Moser, a progressive candidate in a crowded Democratic primary field to take on Congressman John Culberson. The campaign arm for House Democrats is confident that Moser could not win a general election in a suburban Houston district that Hillary Clinton narrowly carried in 2016. Among other things, she wrote a piece for Washingtonian magazine in 2014 where she said she'd, quote, sooner have my teeth pulled out without anesthesia than move to her grandparents' home in Paris, Texas. Democratic National Committee Chairman Tom Perez does not think that the DCCC should have put that information out there. In an interview that aired Sunday on C-SPAN with me and a reporter from USA Today, he said he wouldn't have done it. And I wouldn't have done it because I think we're at our best uh, as Democrats, you know, when we talk about the issues, when we do what we did in Virginia, you know, Tom Perriello and Ralph Northam had a spirited campaign. They talked about the issues. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, Ralph Northam won the race. And uh, we came out of there uh, very strong. So I, I would have done it differently. Republicans hope the crowded primary field in places like Texas means lots of Democratic infighting and leads ultimately to unelectable nominees. Perez argues that as a rule, Democrats should not be anointing candidates anywhere, even not taking incumbent sides when they face serious, credible primary challenges. Perez notes that there's a lot of distrust for the party establishment, and he's trying to re-earn that trust after the contentious 2016 nominating fight between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Moser experienced a fundraising and PR boomlet after she was attacked by Washington Democrats. She raised $90,000 in a few days and won several progressive endorsements because of the DCCC's criticism. A host of groups on the left, including Justice Democrats, Credo, and Our Revolution, launched online petitions last week telling the DCCC to stop attacking progressives. The DCCC anticipated this blowback. Operatives could easily have placed all of these oppo hits in the press with no fingerprints attached. The fact they didn't was as significant as the underlying content of their message. They were trying to send a message, and they were gauging the reaction from the left as they plot strategy for the primary fights that will unfold over the next six months. These operatives expect it will be imperative for them to intervene again in California, where a jungle primary system means that the top two finishers in June will face each other in November, regardless of their party. If there are bunches of Democrats splitting the vote, that could allow two Republicans to make it to the runoff. Meredith Kelly from the DCCC told me Sunday that despite Perez's criticism, they will continue to quote, keep all options on the table to ensure that there's a competitive Democrat on the ballot in November. The primary season that starts Tuesday doesn't wrap up until September when Massachusetts, Delaware, New Hampshire, New York, and Rhode Island vote. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, populists of all leanings upended Italy's political system in elections on Sunday. An outsider party founded just a couple years ago called the Five Star Movement captured more votes than any other party. In fact, projections show that the Five Star Movement appeared to win almost as many votes as the mainstream center-left and center-right parties combined. It's another sign that fringe ideas, like deporting 600,000 migrants who have come to Italy in recent years, have entered the mainstream. The vote plunges the nation into a period of uncertainty, and voters didn't really offer clarity about the future because they voted for fringe extreme parties on both sides of the ideological spectrum. The election underscores the anti-establishment mood that continues to sweep across Europe and the United States. Steve Bannon, the president's former chief strategist, even traveled to Rome to watch the final days of the campaign. Number two, the Senate is preparing to scale back the sweeping banking regulations that were put in place after the 2008 financial crisis. The regulations enacted as part of the Dodd-Frank legislation were one of Obama's largest legislative achievements. More than a dozen Democrats in the Senate are ready to give the GOP the support it needs to weaken the legislation. Most of them come from places like North Dakota and Montana, and they're up for re-election this year. The new bill would exempt about two dozen financial companies with assets between $50 billion and $250 billion from the highest level of scrutiny by the Federal Reserve. Supporters say that will bring relief to mid sized and regional community banks who are treated like their much larger counterparts under the law. Opponents like Elizabeth Warren say it will weaken the oversight needed to prevent dangerous lending and investing practices that led to the last financial crisis. Number three, Obama's former chief of staff, Dennis McDonough, blamed Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell for watering down language before the 2016 election about Russian interference. McDonough said on NBC's Meet the Press that McConnell insisted a bipartisan appeal for states to step up election security be downgraded before it was sent out. McDonough also complained that members of Congress, mainly Republicans, have shown a lack of urgency about the issue of Russian interference as 2018 approaches. The lack of urgency that we saw from the Republican leadership in 2016, we continue to see to this day today. It's beyond time for Congress to work with the administration, to work with the states, to ensure that our electoral systems are ready to go. This is not a game. McConnell's team responded Sunday by accusing McDonough of having a selective memory. The back and forth highlights growing tension on Capitol Hill, where many Republican lawmakers have increasingly said Obama, not just Trump, deserves scrutiny for the Kremlin's successful interference in our election. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, March 5th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.